Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. Alongside my awesome co-host, Qasem Aslam. How are you, pal? I'm living the dream, Ralph. How are you? I'm great. I'm coming off a, a, a real week-long vacation. I actually had like that out-of-office thingy going on in Gmail. Yeah. When was the last time you did that? I can't remember when. I mean, I've put it on before, but I usually check in. I didn't check in at all for like nine days. It was great. Now, I'm paying the price this week. I will tell you that just getting caught up and all kinds of stuff is happening this week, but it was awesome. I rented jet skis with the boys up at the lake and we blasted around on those in 50 miles an hour and took our own lives in our own hands and nobody got injured. <laughs> it's not vacation if you don't almost die. Yeah. I think you have to, you have to be on the edge a little bit, right? You know, a, a, a full blown turn on a jet ski at 50 miles an hour. That, that's hair raising. A couple of my boys, flipped right off and tumbled so nobody broke any necks or anything like that that's cool so yeah so i'm feeling good how about you i you know, i saw you made me think of something if you don't mind me jumping on a quick soapbox it's the out of office email this is what pisses me off i hate it when people say i will not have access to my email i'm like you liar you no, i don't care where you are in the world you know, you could be in the middle of Afghanistan and you're going to have email access. Just tell me the truth. Hey, I'm not going to check my email. Like, I prefer that. Like, be be honest, up front, open. Like, hey, I'm taking some time out. I'm unplugging. But this weird, like, story that we have to tell each other, like, oh, I'm going to be in the one place in the world that has no internet access. It's, it's just, it's crap. It's, totally. Yeah. I mean, mine was blatant. I think this is actually a good... This might be actually be a partial nugget for some of our folks out there is when you're out, be out. Yeah. You know, it's okay to miss time. And you actually might find that your team operates better without you because they're now forced <laughs> to make decisions. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it depends on your team. But I mean, if you have a competent team and you've empowered them to a certain degree, if everything falls apart, then you probably haven't empowered them at all, or they really are dependent on you, but just do it in small chunks. Like I did it in nine days. I would not suggest if you're starting a company and do it for nine days, but maybe do it just in little chunks. Like I've done it in little chunks along the way. And as time has gone on, like we've sort of worked up to nine days. It was technically, it was like 15 days, but half of those days, you know, I was, responding to email and Slack and all this other sort of stuff and sort of doing part-time things. But 
Like if you're out, say say you're out. Like you, everyone knows you have access to email. Like you're just not responding, or it's going to take a while to get back to you. And I think that's actually okay. Yeah, it should be okay. And on the flip side of the coin, if somebody has an autoresponder on and they're out, why don't we all give them just a little grace? You know, like vacations are okay, unplugging is okay, people need time off in a way. And we've just gotten so used to just the immediate response. So anyway, that's my soapbox for the day. It is. It's a good soapbox. Appropriate here. Like summer is over and everyone's already taken their vacation. We should have talked about this on Memorial Day. But anyway, that's all right. So, you know, we've got this cool promotion going on for DM Labs. You want to tell the folks about that? Yeah. So, you know, the first thing I'll say is I, I put every member of my staff through digital marketer certification since I became a DM certified partner. So this isn't something that we're just schlepping because they make us. This is something that we really believe in ourselves. And I can tell you that those certifications, they used to be 500 bucks a piece each. And what are they? There's, there's 12 of them, right? I believe so. Yes. 12 certifications at 500 bucks a pop. And now digital marketers offering all of their certifications inside of DM lab for 95 bucks a month. It's an absolute no brainer. Yeah. Going back to what we just talked about, like if, if you're like, I know a lot of agencies do listen to this, this podcast, which is great, but all of our people go through all of this and the same, uh, like we, we get a deal. I mean, we do do this show, so that's very helpful. Thank you, Ryan Dice. But this is like the deal of the century. Like if you're trying to build an agency or you're a CMO and you've got a team of people that you're trying to train, like for 95 bucks a month, like that, it's insanely good. And you not only get the certifications, but you get a bunch of other stuff in there. And I know we're sounding like digital marketer shills here because I guess we are, but it's highly valuable. And if you're listening to this show, chances are you probably need all the things that are taught in there. And of course, you know, you got paid traffic with Cosm as well, which is included in that 95 bucks a month. So get that over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash lab. It's perpetualtraffic.com forward slash lab. It's 95 bucks a month. Go get it. Absolutely. On to our nugget. The nugget for this week is a simple one. And this comes from one of the awesome media buyers at Tier 11. And it's so simple. It's, it's frightening. Those are the but best. I know. I love simple stuff. So Thomas, who is one of our amazing media buyers, I love this guy. He's got a customer that's been with us for quite some time, and they've scaled up. They, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Great. But sometimes, like with the same messaging and the same products, you kind of reach somewhat of a ceiling. So he and the customer had the brilliant idea, let's go after different markets as opposed to just the U.S., you know, Western Europe, Australia, English-speaking markets. And they, yeah, ab- absolutely. And so it's like the big six. The big six is typically where we go. But let's actually go into some bigger markets where they've never penetrated this. And they've got a really good offer. So it's proven. So if you've got a proven offer and you want to expand, like this is called horizontal scaling because now you're actually going out to different markets. You're not just scaling by adding more budget. That's more what we call vertical scaling. But this is horizontal scaling. You're going wider. And all they did is they translated their landing pages, created a, a landing page for the country of Germany. And lo and behold, Kasim, you're gonna you're gonna be astounded by this. Translated that page into German. 
and translated the ads into German. And their CPAs are now half of what they're getting in the US, EU, and Australia. And sometimes it's the simple stuff that works the best. So everyone's looking for that hack or that crazy trick. But what if you did this for all the countries that you know probably will buy your product? Yeah, you've got to do the translation and everything. Do it in one country. Germany is a good one. It's a very healthy market, very consumer-driven. It's the, As far as I know, it's the largest economic engine in the EU, even larger than UK, which I guess isn't really EU. It's because it's UK. But the, the source subject, is, off, we don't talk about source subject. We're not going to talk about that. But the point is, is like, why wouldn't you do this? And it just is a plainly obvious thing. I remember doing this in the affiliate space way back when, and I had a great offer in the US in the work at home space. And I said, well, what's another big market? Brazil. So I took all my landing pages, translated them into Portuguese in that particular case, and started selling the same stuff at half the CPA in Brazil. And that was 10 plus years ago. So the same concept here applies. So a great tip from our awesome media buyer, Thomas, here at Tier 11. Definitely check it out. Definitely test that strategy out for maybe one of your best offers that you're looking to scale. And maybe you've reached a, a ceiling going into different markets, trans, you know, transcribing the pages and the ads and everything along is a great way to scale. It's a no-brainer. I met a guy in War Room. All he does is take English products, services, and that's info products, physical products that are performing, and then he, he pitches them in Spanish. That's his whole thing. And he's like, oh, do you want to do that in Spanish? And he, dude, he mints money. You know, It's not like Spanish speakers don't have money. It's just that we're just ignoring them. So if you're willing to do a little bit of legwork, you can, you can go find yourself in a complete blue ocean. So I think that's, I think that's a great nugget. I do remember, like, this isn't universal to every country. Now, we haven't done this for this client in anything more than just Germany right now, as, as far as I know. Like, this just came out yesterday or the day before. But I recall, like, doing the same thing in Brazil and then trying to duplicate the same thing. Well, I'll just do it in Central America. I'll do it in South America, translate everything into Spanish. The economy was very, very different. The demographics were very, very different. And it didn't work as well in Brazil as it did in, I believe it was like Bolivia, Chile. I did one for Mexico. And I kept getting these comments on, on the blog that I was sending traffic to is, no tarjeta de crédito. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I just like over and over and over again. And finally, I looked it up in Google Translate. It's like no credit card. So anyway, so it's not going to work in every single market. But the German market, for example, is a very healthy economy. It's a, you know, it's a consumer-driven economy, a great place to start. And my, my suspicions are that we're going to do the same thing for a fair amount of other countries in the EU. So well, Italy, France, way. Spain, Portugal, Switzerland. You know, I mean, there's so I guess Switzerland is going to capitalize on your german but you know there's mm -hmm. just so many countries out there that have that have super viable economies and they, they're buyers too yeah absolutely especially if you've got a convert you've got an offer that converts like how do you scale an offer that converts well this is just an easy way to do it so anyway hopefully that was helpful and useful for you today we're going to be getting into a really cool strategy that none other than our co-host Kasim here has been doing, and uh, he calls it digital herpes. And we're going to get into that conversation with Kasim right after this quick break. 
Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Brandley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right, we are back and no guests today. It's just us kids. And we're talking about, you know, sexually transmitted diseases, really. That's what today's episode is all about. So perhaps you can explain this before I get myself into more trouble with the FTC. I don't even know if they monitor podcasts, Kasim, but like, how have you become uh, herpetic in the digital herpetic <laughs> in the digital way? <laughs> that is a, when you think custom, I want you to think herpes. So I hear this all the time. I hear, oh my God, you're everywhere. Like I see you everywhere. I see your face everywhere. And that's probably only for folks that are in my funnel or in my echo chamber, but we were able to pull it off and it's an amalgam of, of some... I've stolen Ralph, which is what I do professionally. It's why I'm good at what I what I do. It's because I just steal from smarter people. So I stole from Alric Heck, and I stole from Dennis Yu, and I stole from Evan Carmichael, and my boy, Ozer Karawala, and I kind of mashed all that together, and I created this model that I want to share with you all here. And I'd love for you to beat it up, by the way, because it's not perfect. It's still kind of, it's, it's evolving. The first thing we did is a no-brainer, and everybody should do this right now today, and if you don't have this in place, I, I cannot begin to tell you, I'm trying not to be hyperbolic, but the amount of money you're leaving on the table is insane. Take your high quality traffic, and here's how you identify high quality traffic, by the way. You filter out all converters, obviously, because you don't want to market to people who have already bought, and you filter out people that don't have a session long enough to identify them as a potential prospect. And depending on what you sell, that's going to be a little bit different. If it's a high ticket item, you might be going for a higher session than low ticket items. And that's, I'd say, probably 60% of your web traffic right there. That 60% of your web traffic, you should be running remarketing on Google, Facebook, Twitter, Taboola, Outbrain, Reddit, AdRoll, TikTok. These aren't hard campaigns to set up. You could do this in a day. And they're set it and forget it. They're set it and forget it. You just want them to see your face or your logo or your website or your offer or your URL or your brand name. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I get hundreds of thousands of impressions, millions of impressions. And what's great is very often, depending on the ad network, 
This traffic is free. It's free until they click. So you actually want the click because in this particular instance, you know it's a high value prospect. Now that's the underlayment. That's the foundation of digital herpes. And I'm going to get into the organic piece in just a minute, but I want to pause there and see if I've explained that well enough or if you think that the listeners would have questions. So when we had Chris Mercer on, Chris Mercer used the session as as 10 seconds on site. Mm. So you're I not saying anybody who just clicks. Right. He wants to make sure you're getting rid of the people that are just bouncing or going to your site by mistake or have no interest in what you're doing. So 10 seconds too long? No, too short. Too short. I think, and again, it depends on what you sell. I like, I like looking at pages per session. So if they've been to two pages, I feel like they're actually looking and engaging, which really narrows down traffic, by the way. And I also like looking at specific pages. Like if you've gone to either my pricing page or my case study page, I'm digital herpes for you. You will never get rid of me. I will follow you for the 540 days that Google allows at nauseum with no limit because I know that you're an interested prospect. And so think about your own business and think about the things that would be, that would be indications of strong evaluation of, of purchase and buying behavior. And then those are the pages that you want to say like, okay, if they've landed here, then I want to remarket to them forever and remarket good stuff. The thing that pisses me off about remarketing is people don't take the opportunity to provide value. Our remarketing videos are, hey, come back, please. Our remarketing videos are content-driven videos. It's how-tos, tips and tricks and best practices and all the stuff that people want to know from us. So give them something quality and position yourself as a thought leader because there's a huge difference in people's mind between a vendor and a thought leader. And, and there are some people in the, out there that have done this really, really, really well. I think Neil Patel is one of them. Neil Patel, you don't think of Neil Patel as a vendor first. You don't think about his products first. You think about him as a thought leader first, and then you think about Kissmetrics or whatever it is that he happens to be schlepping that day. And, and the reason for that is because Neil always leads with value. He always leads with content. So in this case, I think, I mean, I see you all, all over the internet. But usually it's banners. I don't really see. Yeah. I mean, I don't see the content side of the equation. You've probably, Um, because it's taken so long and you haven't converted, you've probably burned out the timeline where I'm going to deliver like the higher value stuff to you specifically. So you're now just in the Google Display Network. Because I will, if somebody's viewing my content, you know, YouTube, I realize is inside of the Google ecosystem, but we treat it a little bit differently. If you viewed my content on YouTube past a certain length of time, I'm going to start to assume that you're not going to convert right away. And I'm going to rely on the fact that I have you organically. And, you know, you've seen me long enough. You've heard, you've heard from me, you know who I am. And when you're ready, you'll convert. Got it. So to start all this off, like they have to start somewhere. Where, where, where does it all begin? I mean, this isn't just people who visit your site. Cause I mean, a lot of people that are listening to this show say, well, that's great, but I get, you know, a thousand visitors a month. <laughs> That doesn't really help me all that much. Like, where do I, where do I power that engine to get them ultimately to the site? Like, take us back a few steps from there. We've got sort of that that digital everywhere, but it comes from something. You have to create some kind of value, and obviously, you're in the agency space, so you might be talking about, you know, Google Ads. You might be talking about agency stuff. I mean, there's a whole lot of ways in which you can establish that leadership, that thought leadership. Yeah. But like, so, this where is- does it begin? That kind of speaks to the second half of this. The reason I want the remarketing in place is the underlayment is because the second half doesn't work without first having your catch-all. 
So this makes sure that when, because even if you only have a thousand visitors a month, who cares? That's great. That's great for remarketing. But as we grow that thousand visitor a month, you don't want to wait to remarket people. You want your remarketing in place right out of the gate. So let's take that concept and put it on the shelf. That's the first half of digital herpes. We got to find a better name for this of, of the, the ubiquitous model, whatever. The second half is going to cost you an hour a week. And I think I probably just turned everybody off right then and there. But when I tell you the, the, the output, what you're going to get from the, that hour, I think I'm going to win you back. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to shoot an hour a week worth of video. And, and the way to think about it are six 10-minute segments. You're going to shoot six 10-minute segments. So you're going to sit down in front of your computer. You're going to have six topics. And you're going to shoot. And you can go for the full hour. You can start and stop. You can do whatever you're comfortable with. Some people can rattle off content. Some people can't. But it's an hour, six, 10 minute segments, start to finish. Do not concern yourself with production value. I'll say it again. Do not concern yourself with production value. You don't need bumpers and intros and outros and lower one thirds and whiz bang gizmo images and animation and any of that. And, and you know this because all the highest performing YouTube videos are, are super organic. It's just somebody with their smartphone. As long as they can hear you and it's not shaky, you're going to be in great shape. So you shoot your hour a week worth of content, and I'm going to teach you how to take this hour a week worth of content, and you're going to put it everywhere. And this is the part, I'm stealing part of this from Dennis Yu and part of this from Evan Carmichael. What Evan told me, Evan's the world authority on YouTube, by the way. I have a really embarrassing story about Evan if we ever get to it. Evan said you, your YouTube videos need to be a minimum of 10 minutes long. You have to have a 70% retention rate at the 60-second mark. That's really important. That's how YouTube knows that they're going to recommend you. And the end of your video the call to action for the end of your video shouldn't be off-site. It should be watched the next YouTube video. So 10 minutes long, 60 or 70% retention at 60 seconds, and lead them to the next video. And if you shoot one video a day, now remember, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you encapsulate this. So you're, you're doing this at the end of the week. Let's say every Friday you shoot your, 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 your six 10-minute segments. You now have one video a day for the following week. So that's repurpose number one is now you have your YouTube channel populated and loaded. And I promise you, and somebody challenged me on this, there's nobody, I don't care what industry you're in, there's nobody in your industry doing this right now. Nobody. So within 90 days, you just became the world authority on YouTube for whatever topic you've chosen to start marketing on. You know, it could be you're an arborist or you're a dentist, you're a financial planner, you're a SaaS product provider, you're whatever. Nobody's producing this amount of content and you can do it in an hour a day, but we're not done. From YouTube, you now have these 10 videos, or excuse me, these six videos. And I shoot six because I always give myself a little bit of latitude because I know that one might not be great or I'm going to put one in the hopper for the next time in case I fall behind, etc. Then you're going to take these 10-minute videos and you're going to cut them down into smaller segments. And I have an editor that does this for me and she's brilliant. She's offshore. She's in the Philippines. And all she does is she watches my videos and she looks for these little segments, you know, 60 second, 90 second, 30 second, whatever. But I say something that's like, okay, that's a good soundbite. And using Descript, which we learned from Dennis Yu, she cuts those segments up for me. And now I get two segments a day. So that one video that I posted on Monday yields one 10 minute video. It yields two smaller segments. And those two smaller segments we're posting on Facebook, Reels, Instagram, Reels, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn. And so now I'm constantly posting these quick little snippets and the snippet can link back to the YouTube video, but we're not done. 
when you're done with, and, and now we've just populated all of your organic social, by the way. So everybody who's having a hard time populating organic social, I just solved this problem for you because you have every single social media platform covered. But the next thing you can do is as she's pulling out these snippets, you take the sound bites from the snippets that are the most compelling and you have tweets, number one. So if you follow me on Twitter, a lot of my tweets are just coming from stuff that my, are on my videos and I've got a gal that helps me with my Twitter. And then number two is if you want to, you can actually turn those little snippets into, into the social graphics, the cards that you see specifically on Instagram that perform really well. But we're not done. Then what you're going to do is you're going to wait for that week to age. And depending on your, your industry and your visibility, that could be a month later, it could be a couple of months later, but you go find the video that had the highest engagement and you take the transcript of that video, you clean it up just a little bit and you have the blog and you're now posting, Dennis posts the transcript of every, every video. I don't like that. I like posting my highest performing video because I don't want my blog to be messy. I want my blog to be really clean. But now I get a blog a month or a blog a week, excuse me, and I get it out of my highest performing video. So I know this is the topic that people are most interested in. And this is all automated. It's all set and forget it through one EA, one executive assistant in the Philippines spots the content, does the edit, posts everything to the socials. She writes the titles of the YouTube video. She writes the description of the YouTube video. If I mention a resource, she makes sure she, that I add the, she adds the link to the resource in the description. She's amazing, man. She'll actually call me out and say, hey, on this video two weeks ago, you said this, but now you're saying that. Like, she's brilliant. But those people are accessible. Go find yourself a really good EA. And in one hour a week, you can make yourself ever-present. Like you are omnipresent and now any channel socially that, that people engage with or, or look you up on, you're there and you're dropping massive value and you're driving them back to your YouTube channel, which I think should be your core repository because that's where people really go for long form content. I think if you're aiming for a subscription, you know, likes and follows on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, those, they're so difficult to, to, to keep. A subscribe on Google is a big deal. You know, you can get 100,000 followers on Instagram before you can get 10,000 followers on YouTube. So drive everybody back to YouTube. That becomes your central repository. That's where you're posting your long-form content. It's all really, don't go for the pitch. Go for the how-to. Give away so much that you're scared. And, and I can tell you, anybody who I've ever coached through this, which is a handful of people at this point, what ends up happening all the time is people learn you know what you're doing and then they hire you to do it. You can teach them step-by-step, check-by-check, you know, all the nuts and bolts, they don't want to do it. And the people that are going to just do it themselves, they were never going to hire you anyway. And, and bring all this full circle because they are going to end up engaging with your site or with your YouTube channel or with your Facebook page. You've got the underlayment. You have this ever present omni-channel remarketing running. So you capture them with this organic traffic, which takes time to build, by the way, you capture them with your organic traffic. Or you capture them through all the other marketing mechanisms that you're already running. And then what people do, we live in the age of the educated consumer. They go and they look you up online. And there you are, and they're seeing your face, and they're hearing your voice, and they're seeing your logo, and they're seeing your brand, and they're seeing your URL. And those impressions matter. They matter. Google's operating off of a 500 touchpoint paradigm. And you are everywhere. And they'll never be able to get rid of you, but they don't care because it's not like you're, you're not Geico, just constantly barking down them with the same offer for 50 years. You're actually providing value on an ongoing basis. Hey guys, it's Cosm here. And 
I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. And the bad news is a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. Because you're repurposing in essence, an hour of work, right? Because I think when people think about content, like, oh, I have to do something for reels. Oh, I have to do something specific for TikTok. Like, we do a fair amount of TikToks on our Tier 11 channel, but it's very TikTok. Like, we do TikToks. We don't pull it from something else. And it's it's time-consuming. I mean, it's fun. they're fun to do, but it's like, oh, we got that channel, and I guess we could use that for reels. We could use that for Instagram stories. Great. But what I really like about this is how efficient it is and how it all trickles down. And do you, do, so do you concern yourself? Like you're, you're creating 60 minutes of content on a Friday, right? Six, 10 minute segments, like maybe loosely affiliated segments or maybe related, maybe it's in a series, but in those segments, are you conscious about like, oh, what I just said there might be good for reels. That might be a really good TikTok. Or are you just like, you don't even concern yourself with that. I don't pay as much attention as I probably should. I bet you if I got, you know, this is new, this is 90 days old, but I bet you if I got really good at this, I'd start to kind of maybe even have a time code in front of me and offer little notes to my EA saying, you know, hey, that's a good TikTok, that's a good tweet, that's a good reel. But, you know, honestly, if you haven't started yet, I wouldn't concern yourself with it. Just start pumping the content out. Start poorly. Start, go look at Gary Vaynerchuk's very first YouTube video. It's horrible. It's horrible, but then he became he became you know the YouTube guy. Now he's he's basically Tony Robbins or as big as him. So start poorly, punch out the content, and then let the market tell you what works and what doesn't. That's why I only write a blog off my highest performing video of that week because I want to make sure I'm producing good solid blogs. You're going to see based off of what people are engaging with. You know, I, I have uh, TikTok is probably my least engaged platform, but I can see like, oh gosh, that video got 700 views versus these videos got 30 views a pop. What about that video resonated? People like this topic. They like this tick. They like this habit. This is going to be really stupid, but it's true. Videos where my hair is down perform video than or perform better than videos where my hair is up. <laughs> On TikTok? It's a good dude. It's across all the social platforms. It's just a good data point. It's a good data point. For some reason, maybe it's because people think I look like a girl. You know, like I, who knows why, right? But you're going to figure out those little nuances for you. I got a really good pro tip from my buddy Henry Sims of Sims Media. They're worth checking out, by the way. Quick little plug for my friends. But Henry messaged me. He's one of the best branding experts I know, especially on social. And Henry said, hey, your, your background's black. And when people are scrolling because of, because of the UI of the apps, you're actually falling into the UI. And so all we did was change our black background to a white background with the, with the Solutions 8 logo as a watermark. And they started to pop more. And I noticed that my engagement went up little micro optimizations like that. And there's going to be, you know, like a TikTok expert or a Snapchat expert or a Twitter expert is going to pick apart everything that I do and say, oh, this is crap. But it's better than nothing on an exponential scale. 
It's 100 million percent better than nothing. And that's what everybody's doing right now. So until you decide you want to go be the TikTok expert and really invest in TikTok and have a full-time employee dedicated to TikTok, this is, this is way better than just ignoring it in its entirety. And it costs you an hour. I love the efficiency because like I said before, I mean, it's like you're doing it once and just recreating it. And we're going to leave links in the show notes back to that, the two-part episode that we did with Dennis, which I think was transformational for both of us from a content perspective. Oh, it's huge. I went and paid him for private coaching. That's how I learned how to use Descript. I paid him his, you know, his hourly, which is not inexpensive. God right. bless him. And yeah. it was worth every, worth every minute. Yeah. As did we. 100%. Well, this has been great. We're going to uh, leave a lot of links in the show notes here to a lot of the resources. And you know, if you've got a better name for this strategy than digital herpes, certainly, you know, message us or leave links please in the show dear notes. God. Yeah. yeah. Go to, go to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better and let us know what we should call this damn thing. <laughs> That's right. We're looking for ideas here. And we'll also leave links to previous episodes. We've mentioned Dennis Yu in the past here, as well as Tom Breeze. And yeah, this is exciting stuff. And uh, it, it's obviously it's helped you and your business quite a bit. And even if you don't necessarily want to be a guru or a thought leader in the space, you know, it is a way in which you can differentiate yourself. And if you show that authority in one way and in your niche, you just have to be able to get it and syndicate it. And the, doing it is sometimes the hardest part. And if you got an hour a week where you can do six segments, 10 minutes each, that's not a whole lot to ask, right? Not for what you get. You know, I know an hour a week is hard for some entrepreneurs to peel apart. But if you think about dominating your market across every social channel for an hour a week and, you know, $1,000 a month in an EA, that's worth it. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you, Kazem Aslam, for coming on the show. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This is we should do this regularly. <laughs> Where can people find you? Oh goodness. If the honestly after YouTube this channel. episode, if you can't find me, then don't listen uh, to anything that I'm saying. That is true. If you can't find him, then just yeah, you should just stop subscribing to perpetual traffic. Stop listening. Yeah. Completely. Exactly right. Yeah. So do make sure that you subscribe and leave a rating wherever you're listening. And as always, let us know what we can do better over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. We still are getting responses for that. Really appreciate everyone who leaves any sort of feedback there. Very much appreciated. Go back and listen to previous episodes. And like I said, all resources and show notes are going to be over at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Qasem Aslam. Peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. 